Hey guys, I'm Ryan Williams. And I'm Jake Kern. And this is 14,605 and counting. Well, hi there, Star Wars fans. Hello. We're here. We're here. And we are about to talk about The Bad Batch, episode yeah. number nine. Yeah. Episode 9 of Bad Batch. Quite a doozy. Yes. And if I had to give it a score, I would say I'll tell you at the end of the episode because we're going to start doing that. Oh, <laughs> you just give us the uh, the teaser at it all. Yep, right up front. All right. All right. Yeah. And we wait. decided uh, it would be kind of a neat thing if we would score the episodes yep. after we've discussed them. Yes. So we should, we'll be continuing that on as we go. Mm-hmm. Thought you'd give you give you a little teaser up front. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna the, do this, and uh, you gotta wait. Thanks. You gotta wait. Thanks, yeah. hot take, Jake. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just following suit with Disney Plus. Oh. Ooh. We're gonna do this, and now you gotta wait a week. Ooh, that's Damn. a little jab there. Okay. It's a little stick and move. Stick and move. All right. That's right. And we also have. The rankings of the I have a bad feeling about this moments through the mm-hmm. trilogies. Now, did find out officially there aren't nine, there are eleven because episodes four and six have a pair. Mm-hmm. So we will hit those after we discuss Bad Batch number nine. All right. Titled Bounty Lost. Yep. You can kind of figure out by the title what happens here. The bounty is lost. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good title because, you know, you figure out what happened. Yeah. Right. The interesting thing about this episode is you have this Omega and Toto kind of thing going on a little bit. The droid Toto. Yep. Um. Bane with the Kaminoans, and then you have Bane and Shand. Yes. Now, I finished my Shandy already, but I was going to say this episode got a little Shandy. (laughs) 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 It did. It did, yeah. Yeah. It it did get a little Shandy. Did. Right? If I steal that, too. All right. we We got a bunch of... Well... We got two, I guess not not two, right? We got one big piece of information. Well, two. Okay, I'll, I'll say two, right? Yeah. So we get the reveal. Well, since we're talking about Shandy, right, <laughs> and Cad Bane, um, we get the reveal of who hired those two people. Both of them. Yeah, respectively. And and they're kind of related, right? Because Cad Bane, right? He got hired by the Prime Minister Lama Sue, right? Yes. And Finnick got hired by Napa Say. Am I saying her name correctly? I'm not sure. But uh, but two Kaminoans hiring two different bounty hunters for the same bounty, which is but with different intent yes so because as as soon as the prime minister said confine her 
retrieve her genetics, and then terminate her. Off. Off That's with her it. Head. It's like, whoa. Yeah. Now, versus, versus Napa Say, who wants to... I, I, she's obviously... She's the Kaminoan that built a bond with Omega, and she... Yeah. Tie to the other clones too, the Bad Batch. Like she doesn't want them terminated, right? Yeah. So obviously, now, a deeper tie. Yes. Definitely deeper tie there, and we're trying to figure out. We've been talking about this for, well, eight episodes now. Mm-hmm. What is the significance of Omega? Mm, and we got that. Too. And who is the Hold on to your butts. Tell them. This Drop is a it. Big one. Drop it, hot take, Jake. Drop it. Omega, we find out from tech of mm-hmm. all people, has pure first generation DNA. Yes. What does that mean? Means explain it she to is me. A, what's that? Just explain it to me. Yes. She's a pure genetic replication of Django Fett. Mm-hmm. Like one and only one other, the Alpha, also known as Boba Fett. Boba. So when I when I got this episode and I'm like, whoa, All right. So my mind went off in a lot of directions, okay. And when I heard this piece of information, right. It gave me two ideas, right? Mm-hmm. One is that can we kind of, I mean, they're they're all clones and they're all have the same genetic, you know, template, but first pure first generation DNA, right? So can we kind of say that Omega is Boba's sister, right? Yeah, yeah. That that that's what came to my mind, and with that. What I got was it helps to strengthen the bond or the tie that we see in Finnick and Boba's relationship in Mandalorian live action. Because yes. now we get the piece of information. That, and I'm not quite sure if I'm not quite sure if either of them in Finnick and Boba. Like I, Omega, or if they do know about Omega, like how close to Boba she really is, right? But it well, kind of, from an audience perspective, it kind of is like, oh man, like they're naturally kind of they have this bond, like Omega's the link between them, right? Yeah. And so, so that's where my mind went. Now and, I wonder, because I all I also had written down Fennec Shannon, Book of Boba Fett. What is connection to Fett? Bounty on Omega, his sister. That's what I have written down on my notes. Yep. Which basically you just said, which is great, because we're both thinking the same thing. Yep. However, now I wonder, are we going to see a young Boba Fett in this series now? Uh, because... I would, I would hope so. I hope so, too, <laughs> because I think... If there's a connection to Boba Fett, I wonder if Fennec Shand is a uh, like a mother figure to Boba. Mm. 
because um I mean Cad Bane obviously knows who Boba Fett is. Yep. So does if Fennec and Cad Bane know each other and they all kind of swim in the same pool of bounty hunters, does she know who Boba Fett is? Mm. Already. Yep. So, and did she know who Django Fett was? I would imagine that she probably, I mean, if, if, if this whole bounty circle deal here, right, I, I would probably, I would think that she would probably know who Django Fett is um, because he's like the bounty hunter, right? Yeah. Of that era. And I would think she's oh. old enough for that. And think about what Cad Bane said to her. Like, you're out of your league, basically. Like, she's young. He's old. Yes. He's been around. Mm-hmm. And he always finds a way to get his ass kicked, too. <laughs> like, he's this badass bounty hunter, tough guy, like, does the dirty jobs. He's the man. Ooh, look at cool cowboy. Gets his ass handed to him every time. Yeah. Um... I think that to finish your thought, I, I, I think that uh that yes, maybe um she knows Boba. They know she knows of Boba, maybe. Because the original plan in Clone Wars was to have Boba and Cat Bane face off. So I think Boba's oh, okay. here. So I think Boba is around and is known probably by both of them maybe not by Finnick probably by Cad Bane like because they were because the plan was before Clone Wars got canceled was the last season before they brought out the last season was to have Boba and Cad Bane um so what I there's probably yes there's probably a connection there oh we'll see it in season eight yes <laughs> so I would imagine that in this series right now I think also um, this dispels the idea that I had that she was going to grow up fast yeah if she's a pure genetic replication she's like Boba Fett Boba Fett grew at a normal like normal life rate not rapid yes so I think that dispels that hot take looking down the line though now that this is established in Bad Batch, fast forward to the end of this year where we have Book of Boba Fett live action. Yes. Are we going to see a live action version of Omega now? Damn. Yeah, buddy. Whew. That's where my mind went. I'm like, we're going to get some live action Omega. Okay. I thought they would. They, when I my my biggest takeaway from this episode was that they are setting up the book of Boba Fett series beautifully. They really are because they just connected Finnick, Boba, and Omega in this episode. Yeah, that's so. Smart. Yeah, that's what immediately I thought. I'm like, oh, this is the book of Boba Fett um, prologue in this episode. Yeah. Uh -oh. Son of a mother's lover, this was one of mine. You 
<laughs> you, 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 this was another one of my, God bless America. Okay. Okay. Uh, you want to play, play games. Come on, young Padawan. You're supposed to catch up. <laughs> you you want to play games. Okay. You want to play games with me? All right. Okay. Here you go. Man, you are just going rapid fire here, huh? Yeah, you just wait. I just got another one that's probably one that you're waiting. Is... <laughs> you're too late for the Father's Day one. You should have had that one uh, last week. I didn't see it until after Father's Day. Well, that's, 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 you know, that's wow. Hey, it still works. That's wow. But yeah, that's, that. Wow. this is, this is Book of Boba set up this episode. Yeah. Uh, boom. And maybe the next few episodes. Maybe. You know, we may you do know. a mini arc here that sets it up. Well, see, I thought about, so you, you texted me earlier about how they wrapped up this arc with Omega being captured really quickly. Yeah. And I talked with someone about this, uh, one of my coworkers, Ryland, you know, shout out to Ryland if he's listening, um, about how this series versus the first seven seasons of Clone Wars, right? <laughs> or maybe the first six, I should say. Right? <laughs> the first <laughs> seven, is, meaning this is eight. <laughs> yeah, this is eight. Right? <laughs> right? Was they took like several episodes to go through arcs, like several. And I talked about this when the Wrecker inhibitor chip thing happened and they wrapped it up like that. They wrapped mm. up this one like that. Yeah. Um, I thought when, when Wrecker's inhibitor chip happened, I'm like, man, I thought they would probably take an episode or two, right? But seeing it again and how quickly they wrapped this up, I kind of like it. You know, because they move on, they, they, you know, we can kind of get on with some more of this story because there's so much to, that they can go on and talk about or, you know, explore. And I kind of like them kind of going through things quickly. I, like, I, yeah. It's a different vibe that I kind of like. We know the big, the big thing is, it seems like their big arc is with crosshair um yeah you know that's that's like the big arc and these little well, mini arcs uh you know they're interesting and i i kind of like how they're wrapping them up quickly to keep it moving because sometimes i will admit sometimes in clone war some of those arcs like okay all, all right i get where this is going let's let's yeah. you know let, let, let let's go let, let's wrap it up Right, so I I kind of like how they're they're resolving things within these mini arcs quickly. And if you think about it, where else could they have gone with it? Does I mean, Bad Batch the Clone Troop ninety nine getting there as fast as they did with light speed and all that? I mean, they came from the same spot that Cad Bane was at. He light speed traveled there that quick so them getting there that fast makes sense yeah but <clears throat> if if they don't get there to get her they're not going to just leave her running and hiding around the corner with a you know weird um cliffhanger yeah either she goes with bane or she goes with shand yep 
And going with Bane is not a good idea. You know, that's just, okay. He's pissed now and he's going to like confine her even worse. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But yeah. Then going not with much, Shan. There's not much can go happen with that one. Yeah. Right. But going with Fennec Shand, where do they go back to Camino? Do they go and hide somewhere? Now it's even harder to find. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Ultimately, her getting back with Clone Troop ninety nine is the most important thing. Yep. Because as they said, bounty hunters are going to keep coming. Yeah. There was an interesting quote that I wrote down Uh at the very end of the episode when uh, Shand is talking to what did you say her name was the the Kaminoan Nama Napa Napa say. I'm Napa not say. sure if I'm saying that correctly. N A P A and then S E. Yeah, uh, Napa say. Yeah, that works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that works for me. Yeah. Um Fennec Shand asked if she should go after her, and she said, No, I'll send you your payment. As long as she's not in the hands of Lama Sue, she's safe. Yep. So she knows that in the hands of Clone Troop ninety nine, um Omega is safe. Yep. And they, I think they even said it. In the, was it the first or second episode? Like, um, until we know the real plans of the Empire, let's just keep tabs on where she's at with them. Yes, you know? yes, I remember that. Yep, I yeah. remember that line. So that's kind of where she's thinking too. Even though, funny enough, you know, oh yeah, she's she's with them. They're safe. No, Cad Bane stole her. So how safe could she be? You know, like, <laughs> you're not going to reevaluate your thoughts there. Well, yeah. maybe you should bring her in. <laughs> <laughs> who else is going to take her in the, along the way yeah well boba's out there somewhere so you know i i like to think that also at the beginning of the episode that uh the bad batch gets away from crosshair who's an excellent shot because he's got a piece of gauze over one eye yeah i think that's yeah. the only way they survive oh that. yeah yeah but yeah um he got pretty bad. Actually, up. he wasn't shooting, was he? Uh, I don't. Because he had a clone trooper. Well, he had a trooper. He was barking out, you know, like, don't let him get away, you know, etc. Yeah, so he, and... he must have had a pilot going. He might have been shooting for the pilot, but whatever. Either way, they he got pretty... away because either one, the trooper that was shooting is a terrible shot because they're not clone troopers, and, t- and two, <laughs> crosshair's got like half a bandage over the entirety of his head and over one eye so he's not shooting very well yeah he's pretty banged up you know yeah um but yeah uh that was the meat of this episode one thing another thing that i thought was striking to me was the mando vibes that i got from these last two these were the, the the themes that i have so Mandalorian's kind of like this Western style, you know, type of show. Yeah. And with Cad Bane, the duels that we got. Yeah. Between Cad Bane and Hunter and 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 uh Cad Bane and Finnick, like these Western duel type of things, you know, definitely Mandalorian vibes. Yeah. Um also the kids, they have bounties on them. Grogu, Omega. Like these kids have bounties on them. These kids are important. Another Mando thing. The kids need rescuing. Another Mando. Yeah. All right. We got themes going. The kids have DNA that's valuable to people. Another Mando yeah. thing. All right. You know, 
which also hot take right and i told you this right in mandalorian the empire wants grogu's dna you know it's so valuable i was in i talked to you about hmm, the origin of grogu and a theory that's kind of circulating that grogu is if we're looking at there's a vibe you know the same vibe with bad batch and mandalorian omega's a clone grogu being a clone and of who of yoda right. ooh, 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 ooh. that's a theory that's floating around which i think is very interesting very interesting so you know but yeah i i just got a lot of mandalorian vibes from bad batch which is not by accident probably because you know dave filoni john favreau and let's kathleen kennedy maybe out the door <laughs> Let's give John Favreau a giant shout out. <laughs> yes. Now being the what is he? The, he's basically the Kevin Feige of Marvel. He's he's the well, he's the Kevin Feige of MC, of uh, blah Star Wars. Yes. And Kathleen Kennedy's kind of. Are they going to give her a walking paper soon? Yeah. Uh, thanks for. <laughs> Thanks for thanks three for movies. thanks for <laughs> thanks for taking the movies down the toilet. But hey, <laughs> we're gonna completely ignore your your work and uh, everything else that we had coming down the pike. We're gonna put on pause. And uh, yeah, thank you for your time. Not yeah, really, but pretty much. <laughs> Don't let the door hit you. <laughs> You know, that's basically what they're doing. They're trying to pretty much erase everything Kathleen Kennedy and ignore it and go in a different direction. Yeah, part of me part of me feels bad because damn, that's her legacy. Well sadly. But another part of me is not so sad because that means better things. Better things. Point. Yes. As long as Favreau and Filoni are, yep. hitting, are hitting it. We're, think we're as long in, as the appropriate people are in place. Yes. Favreau and Filoni get it. They get Star Wars. Like they, they, Man, do they. They are in line with what George Lucas envisions. And like on the MCU side, Feige gets it. Yeah. So, well, and look at Favreau was heavy-handed in... The beginnings of the MCU too. He so is, yep. He's he's the guy. He he totally gets it. Yep. So yeah. Thank you, Kathleen. Maybe <laughs> no maybe not as much, but whatever. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. So rank so a score for this episode. Mm-hmm. Let's see. You want to go of, first, or what should I, or you want me to go first? Well, uh, I feel like I want to give this episode compared to all the other ones. I mean, this is, we've had some good ones, we've had some okay ones. I think this is one of the better ones of the series. Yeah, I might give it. Uh, I give it an eight point five. Okay. I wasn't too far away from you. I gave it an eight. Okay. I gave it an eight. Um, I'm looking at, and maybe I, and I just got the idea 
of maybe our next list we do Ooh. is actually going back and doing our um our grades for the previous episodes because that would give us eight before this um, yeah and then we can kind of give a little and that would be like we are uh we're half we're with episode nine we're a little past halfway um because there's 16 episodes so hmm. so we're you know a little what, so we're a little that'd past be halfway. interesting so we can kind of give that's that could be kind of our halftime going back doing half our time. episode um scores and maybe revisiting and re with him that sounds good to me yeah. re, re, score well do you want to score them or do you want to rank the episodes maybe a little bit of both mm-hmm. a little bit of both i think that'd be interesting because you get the first nine and then we can get to episode at that point 16. we would have so next week we would have 10 so we can do like a top 10 so far we can, oh, because we, we could, could include ten. Yeah, yeah, we can score them and it. then and and also rank them. I think the scoring will help rank them. Yes. Well, they should. Should ideally. Um, ideally, but hey, you then, never know. You know, some may not have like an episode like this one, right? It was eight out of ten, so it doesn't maybe have the highest score, but there's a huge piece of information about Omega in it so right so yeah so maybe this episode score falls in line with the rankings maybe not so yeah maybe well, maybe one gets ranked higher just because it was just like badass with action and stuff like that right maybe that's, you know so but it'd be good to get to episode 16 and then rank all of them and see how it changes yeah there you go yeah, we can do halfway next week. Revisit it again at the end of the series. Sounds good. Book it. Book him, Dano. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I gave I gave this one an eight. You know, it was one of the better episodes. What? Because we got some action. And yeah. we got a huge piece of information about Omega. And like I said, this episode for me kind of tied together Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett. Because I think, I think this episode is a real jump off point as to how Omega can be introduced into live action. Oh, yeah. Well, if she's still around. If she's still around. And also, right, again, I... like maybe it helps to... Boba and Finnick bonded so well, right? In Mandalorian, exactly. I th- well, even before then, I think because well, he was kind of nomad man for a while, so they got to explain how they either re-upped or what. Mm-hmm. Why she? Why you know? Why he was? Well, he wasn't alone that long, to be honest. Maybe she thought he was dead. Falling yeah. down the Sarlacc pit. Yeah. And it wasn't that far from... Right? It wasn't that far. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't that far. You know, maybe far like... Up. Yeah, so he, he wasn't Nomad Man for that long. Yeah. But maybe, you know, they explain 
<clears throat> a little more in the Book of Boba Fett, how they re-upped. Um, maybe we see how their kind of relationship forms here. Like, you know, I I think it's in I found it interesting that she was such a strong independent bounty hunter in like in Mandalorian. You're like, oh wow, she's she's pretty badass. Mm-hmm. And then she all of a sudden just agrees to sit at the shoulder of Boba Fett as he sits on Jabba's throne. Like, yeah. how is she okay with just being secondhand to him if she's that much older and has been with him for a long time? That kind of explains that like parent kid yep. or mentor pupil relationship that they have. Yep. Maybe that's how he becomes such a good bounty hunter because she takes him under her wing. Yeah. A lot of things that can happen. Yeah. But yeah, that's where my mind went after this episode. Getting excited about December. I like it. Which, man, seems so far away. It really does, but then again, we're July next week. Yeah. And, (laughs) and, And we got four MCU movies in between. So, which is nuts. Yeah. July and November. Yeah. Crazy. Nuts. So, well, shall we get to our list for the week? Yes. So, our lists, there's 11 of them of the I have a bad feeling about this moments. Yep. From the Star Wars trilogies. Yes. Number 11. Do you want me to go first? Yep, you can go. Number 11 is when episode 9, when Lando is looking out of his, what you, well, I don't know what you call it, his junker or whatever he's flying around with on that planet. Yeah. And he says, I've got junker. a bad feeling about this. He's the first order landing on Pasana. I mean... Yeah. When you look at the list of people who say, I have a bad feeling about this, I feel like they just gave one to Lando. Yeah. They do it in every movie. Han wasn't there. Luke's not there. Leia's not there. Obi-Wan's not there. So he's the default. <clears throat> yeah. Who's who's going to say it? Eh, let's just have Lando say it. Um. Yeah, I mean, it was like, haha, there it is. Okay, they they got one in every movie now, at least. So just just kind of was like, of the of the, the list, kind of just fell to last place for me. For me, last place was episode eight, BB eight, and he beeps, and Leia agrees. Like this is just kind of this is kind of like a, uh, an fu sequel trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> Even though, well, okay, all right, okay, I shouldn't, okay, I shouldn't say, I shouldn't say that because your, well, so you just wait until you see where it ends up for me. Okay, that that, <laughs> uh, yeah, come on, uh, I just ranked every. It, that's a theme the sequel trilogy stuff whenever we do lists they don't rank as high they tend to be toward the bottom of my list so okay that's just me 
So, um, next with my number 10. Yeah. Um, Han in episode. That is my number 10 also. Yes. Uh, episode 7 for, for me. Uh, I, I kind of just felt like it was like, you know, let's just give Han one more. Yeah, right. Before we. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let you say it one more it, time, it, buddy. It, it, uh, they're on the, the Falcon. And and yeah, let's give them one more before we off them. Thanks, yeah. Kathleen Kennedy. Now, exactly. Now, <laughs> to pause real quick. If you look at the list, excluding that one you just mentioned, Mm -hmm. Luke says one, Obi-Wan says two, Han says two, Leia gets one, R2 gets one, Anakin gets one. That one gives Han the most. Yeah. Boo. Yeah. Also, my number ten. So then we go number nine for me. Then, mm-hmm. episode six, when R two and three PO are walking into Jabba the Hutt's palace. Mm. Just, it's not that it's a bad one. It's just like okay. Well, I'll. No, go ahead. My eight. Kind of close in eight. Um, yeah, it, it, it's kind of. I, I just thought it was interesting. R two, it's a R two three PO exchange, which made it a little bit more interesting for me. Um, yeah. But that's my eight. You know, since we're close in that range. Yeah. So that takes you to your number nine. Yep, my nine was. Return of the Jedi, episode six. The <laughs> I just thought it was pretty funny. It, it was one of the funnier. I have a bad feeling about this. And it, it, it's been, this is the gag of the Star Wars movies. You know, the, I have a bad feeling. Um, funnier ones. So. Okay. See, R2. Yeah. So number eight for me is episode three when Obi-Wan and Anakin are flying and they're about to run into the blast doors. And Obi-Wan just like, I have a bad feeling about this. (laughs) I think it's funny. I just think there are better ones out there. Yes. Um, Okay. That one ranks a little higher for me, but I'll, I'll get there. I'll get there. So, number seven for me, it's episode one, again, Obi-Wan, when him and Qui-Gon pull their hoods back, and he's just like, I've got a bad feeling about this. It's like the one of the first lines of the movie. Yeah, basically. see, oh man, it's interesting. Our, our, our top is going to be very different. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, I, I like it. I felt like it was just, throw it in there. Like, cool to give it to obi-wan but mm-hmm. um 
ah, I just felt like it was too easy. Okay. I don't know. My number seven ranks a little bit higher than where you put it. I have um, Lando when the first one ends in episode okay. nine. And I just ranked that one a little bit higher. This is probably one of the highest ranking uh, sequel trilogy things that I've had. In, but we're doing 10 versus like five, which is what we do. So, right. I but um, I just thought it was cool because when the first order, you know, arrives, that was a cool scene. So, I, you know, for me, that ranking kind of puts the overall scene in the play, like, oh, this is the first order. Like, oh, mm -hmm. shit. Like, it, yeah, you know, it kind of had that vibe for me. Like, yeah, first order, like, yeah, this is dun-dun-dun. So it had for me. So that's why it's a little bit higher. Okay. Uh, Are we at number six right now? Yes. Yep. My number six, um, episode two, Anakin, when they're in the the Coliseum type deal. You know, mm -hmm. I have a bad feeling about this. And I kept it. I've seen um, overall. I kept five because, um, you know, Hayden Christensen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag hating on Hayden. <laughs> hating on Hayden. Yep. That's that, you know. That goes yeah. with my other two hashtags so far. Yeah. Hashtag Mando vibes. And hashtag Favreau hate for president. Hate. <laughs> hate don't hate. Uh, yeah. So it's like you don't deserve to say that. But since the scene was and, you know, everything else fell where it was, that's 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 where it's at. So, so number six for me is episode six, Hans Roast Prep. Because <laughs> I... I think it's hilarious how he's like, all right, come on, 3PO, do something already. You know, he's like, like, okay, we're almost about to die. Like, save <laughs> us. And as soon as they tie him up, I, I feel like I feel like Han's delivery is always very good with that line. His line. That's his. I know it's a gag and they give him all that line, but that's his line. And I actually have a point to make about that later. I'll bring it up later. Okay. But yes, I, I do agree. Mm -hmm. Number five, episode five, Leia in the space slug. Mm. When it starts like moving and she's like, I have mm -hmm. a bad feeling about this. Mm. That's a good one because you're like, where the hell are they? Yep. And she has this like, uh, we need to leave, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I just that one made the top five. Um, I just so think, I think it was. At this, I think at this point now we're going to kind of be going back and forth as to where ours were versus where the other person had it. Um, right. For me, number five was episode three, uh, Obi Wan. You know when the blast doors are opening. For me, and I, I put it in the setting of the entire scene. I thought that opening scene was great. And I thought it was kind of funny uh, that Obi said Obi Wan says it because it was kind of like that's not your line, yeah. right? But it's like yeah, the scene is cool, and yeah, and Hayden was wasn't saying it. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hashtag hating on Hayden. Hating so, on Hayden. Um, so does that put me in number four? Mm-hmm. Number four, episode four, uh, A New Hope, and Han says it in the trash compactor. Right? I have a bad feeling about this. Um, it was kind of a funny yet dramatic scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and then, you know, 3PO thinks that they're dying when he hears them over intercom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. We've yeah, right. You know, it's a classic scene. Um, and a bad feeling about this. So. <clears throat> Number four for me is episode two with Anakin in the arena. Now, the reason I give it that high of a ranking most of the time when people are saying i have a bad feeling about this uh well i mean most of the time i'd say in the original trilogy and you could even see the sequel trilogy it's being said about like the empire so for (laughs) for anakin to say it at that point is kind of funny it's like hey they're usually saying this about you dude (laughs) and i feel of the deliveries i think it's one of the better ones because i like how casually he says he's almost like got a bad feeling about this you know like we're tied up here here come these monsters it's very obvious that something bad's about to happen so it was just funny that they chose to use it right there yeah for me gotcha um number three for me episode four when luke says it as they're approaching the death star it's the first time you hear it now i'll be honest i always thought like like yes i've seen these movies enough i know these things that one gets overshadowed by han saying it in the trash compactor for me you know what i thought the exact I thought I said it. Yeah. Looking back on it, I'm like, oh, I'm like, Luke said it first. And then hashtag Luke said it first. Yeah. Um, write it down. Hashtag Han shot first. Hashtag Luke said it first. <laughs> um, but no, no, I, I when I look back, I'm like, oh, Luke said, Han said, and I've and I've seen, I can almost recite. A new hope word for word and yeah when i look back on it, i'm like oh really luke said it yeah because right. you no. said it's han's line yeah and it, I'm like, it is han's line but luke said it first so <laughs> yeah so yeah I, I i'm with you i thought the exact i felt the exact same way um number three for me was leia in the cave um just again iconic scene and if you're, we talked about this several, plenty of times in, in this podcast, but if you've seen the Family Guy parodies, that was one of the funniest scenes in the par- in, in, uh Yeah. When they, when they, when they parody, like, I have a bad feeling, and then Peter shoots, oh, wait a minute. What's going on? Yep. That's not. <laughs> it just keeps going. And then they, don't they fly out of Meg's mouth? Yes. <laughs> Meg the butt of every joke. <laughs> so hashtag Meg the slug. 
<laughs> so yeah, um, that's part of the reason why I, I funny scene. Yeah, and now that puts us at number two. Uh-huh. And I think at this point we both set our ones and twos probably. Um, number two for me was uh, Obi Wan in Episode One. And the reason why that ranked so high for me is because this is the only time in Star Wars lore, if I'm not mistaken, that we see Obi-Wan as a Padawan. Like every place else, he's Jedi, Jedi Master. Right. This is the only episode where we see him as Padawan mm-hmm. under Master Qui-Gon. And this and when you said it in your list, this was one of the earliest scenes of episode one. So this is where we get introduced to Obi-Wan the Padawan and Qui-Gon the Master Qui-Gon. Yeah. Uh, who was such an important character in the Star Wars universe, which it's crazy that Liam Neeson hasn't been back in live action at all even as a force ghost or something right right um but i just <clears throat> thought that was a uh... Favreau. <clears throat> <Filoni. laughs> <laughs> need to take a drink something here something your throat there got a frog yeah. in my throat okay yeah got a grogu <laughs> in my throat <laughs> um yeah so i i just thought that was cool because this is they use that line that gag to introduce obi-wan the padawan and yeah. master qui-gon so number two for me is episode eight with bb8 oh oh, wow that wow now okay i almost i almost forgot that this even happened and then i went back and i did my read because i had to go back and make sure i know which spot in every movie because Mm -hmm. this one the the r2d2 and 3po1 is almost like Oh wait, yeah, they did say that. You know, yeah. you know they say it, but you don't connect it. You connect that the, the the time that it's said in that movie is when Han says it. You yes. know, it's again, it's a double. It's the same thing with Episode Four. Two different times it's said, and the only time you remember it is when Han says it. Yep. So going back and seeing it, it's like okay, that's right. It was a it was a BB-8 moment, but BB-8 doesn't actually say it. Because you can't hear what he's saying. You can't understand what he's saying. Yeah. And then Poe says, happy thoughts, happy thoughts, BB-8. And Leia says, yeah, I've got to agree with the droid on this one. I have a bad feeling about this. Yeah. And I thought it was funny because you're like, what is he saying? And then Leia says it. And you're like, oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I I thought it they was hilarious. carried over the gag. Yeah. Yes. To I the agree. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. So it's it was a, uh, I I love I, I think I think what made it rank so high for me is because I love when they use the droids and um what else did they do it with like like almost in an MCU with with Groot how they use I am Groot mm-hmm. he says it all the time but then Rocket's the only one who knows what he's saying and you through context you get what he's saying yeah I love when they do that with the droids and the fact that BB-8 says it. But Leia delivers the line is like, yeah. yes, they use the droid to do it. 
this is great. So no, I get no, I, I I get your point. I can. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So I think Maybe. we know now. Number one for me is Han in the Trash Compactor, Episode Four. Yep. That to me is iconic. I have a bad feeling about this. When those walls are like boom, I have a bad feeling about this, and they start closing in. You're like, oh man. Again, you think if unless you really pay attention and you actually go back and figure out when they're said, you think this is the first time it's said. Mm. Because Luke kind of delivers it, and you're just like, oh, whatever. So that's see, number for, one for me. For me, number one was Luke in A New Hope saying it. Uh-huh. And it, it. It's number one for me because that's where you kind of for the first time see the death star in like full context that's no moon that's no moon exactly (laughs) exactly yep exactly and i think that's why it's number one for me because it was a part of that larger scene and then also it's kind of you know a mind bleep a mind you know what i'm not going to say it because you think han is the one that delivers it right it's Han's line. Nope, no, it's not. It's Luke's. It's that's Luke's. another. It's Luke's. So you know, it's kind of like the whole uh, Luke in, in in Empire. Luke, I am your father. No, that's not what Vader says. It's like, no, I'm your. You know, I am your father. Not yeah. Luke, I am your father. It's Everyone wants those to walk around saying, Luke, I'm your father. No, yeah, that's no, not how he, he didn't. Said. No. So, so yeah, it's, it's kind of that thing right there. Luke says it, not Han but we consider it Han's line. And now I'm really curious. I want to go back and actually pay attention to see if people's, if they say, I've got a bad feeling about this. I have a bad feeling about this. Like, how was it, you know, probably variations or like, I've I've got a really bad feeling about this. Cause I think Luke says, I've got a really bad feeling about this. Yeah. I think there's variations of the way they say it. What makes it great about the original trilogy is (sighs) I, I feel like the first movie they say it. And then the second, like in episode four, they say it. Okay. Episode five, they're kind of like, we could use it again. Mm-hmm. episode six yeah let's let's keep the trend going this is our thing now yeah then i think with the other trilogies they're like like this is what we have to do we have yeah we have to use this <laughs> yep, like yeah you you don't have to it'd be cool if you did but don't force it and that's yeah. where i think some of these come for me where i feel like some of them almost feel forced to me oh yeah <laughs> unintended uh-huh. but uh yeah it's 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 like the whole stan the stan lee thing it's like i mean obviously they can't use it anymore and it became a thing to yeah. use him in every movie which was like honoring him sure mm-hmm. but you, you really don't have to use it yeah um it's like making it a thing it was also in solo it was delivered by k2so i think he he starts to say it in the elevator yeah and andor was like hey shh. <laughs> cuts him off and, and then 
It wasn't no, did I Ro- say Solo? I mean Rogue yeah, One. Rogue One, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I was like, yeah, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah, it was Rogue. I think he means means Rogue One. Yeah. But then they went to Solo, and he goes, "I've got a really good feeling about this," and <laughs> <laughs> just don't, just don't. Uh, he probably didn't even know what I have. Got, I've got a bad feeling about this meant. Yeah. Like you want me to say what? I've got a good feeling about this. That's eh, cool. I can say that line. Yeah. I didn't even know who Han Solo was. <laughs> Probably thought his name was Hans. Oh, oh come on. <laughs> Hans Olo. Uh that was fun. Yeah. That list. I wasn't sure how that list was gonna go, but I thought that was really interesting. You know, after discussing it. Yeah. During that discussion. So <clears throat> I and I always like having discussions like that. Yeah. So next week we got we're gonna do our top we're gonna we're gonna score them and rank them the te- the, the ten, ten episodes, episodes of, of bad bad batch, batch up to this point yes sounds that's good our to me. list and uh, we'll have bad batch ten and we'll go from there ten out of sixteen we're gonna we're we're trucking. Yeah. We're trucking along through season eight of Clone Wars. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, and uh Yes. What do you think? You think they're uh, we're gonna go season nine? I kinda hope so, actually. Uh we'll just have to before, see what happens with the with the season, you know? You know, whereas Clone Wars when it was on its original run, it was on Cartoon Network. But now that they have Disney Plus now, they have their own platform. They can probably end with Favreau and Filoni kind of being the heads now of the Star Wars machine. Um, I definitely think it's probably going to trend that way. Well, yeah, because really... You kind of want to. This is almost like a vehicle too to get Rex through to Rebels, because mm-hmm. they're going to have to bring him back. Yeah, they have to. Yeah, because um, that's just too much open. You know, like okay, all right, Rex, where did you go? You know what I mean? Like, yep. <clears throat> he's gonna he's gonna have to come back, uh, at least get an arc. To get him to rebels, and maybe they they end up joining up with him. You know, if if they put closure on the end of the uh, the season, then maybe we don't need another season. But I'd love to see another one. We'll see. So, yeah, and it probably also depends on where they go with their live action stuff too, because it's all interconnected. Yeah, um, well, it's starting to be now. This is very interesting. Oh yeah, you know. Definitely yeah, how, didn't we have uh, a Kool-Aid Man reference in the last uh, in the Loki? <laughs> <laughs> no, that that was that was with my neighbors. Oh yeah, before we started. <laughs> That's right. You said they weren't being noisy tonight. I said if they yeah. were, you should just Kool-Aid Man through the wall. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up over there. I'm podcasting. Yeah. Hey, while well, um, you're in it, listen to my show. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Thanks, um, neighbor. <laughs> But yeah, there's yeah, they're um the the animated and the live action are definitely 
intertwining a lot more now. Ahsoka yeah. is basically going to be Rebel season two or, <laughs> or season whatever you know they left off on. What like season five or four or Six, whatever? I think. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's what Ahsoka is going to be. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So I'm, which I'm here for. I'm not complaining by any means, but right. you know, that's what it is. So, well, I think that's all we got tonight. I think we covered it. Yeah, I think we covered it pretty well. You know, big Let's things, big ticket up. items. You know, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> for Hawkeye Rye, this has been Hot Take Jake. And as always, as always, hold on to your butts. <laughs>